0: Well, this is the episode that pretty much guarantees that I will not be hired to speak at a large corporation ever again, because today I want to zoom way out and look at our system of work and our place as individuals in this system. I am talking about capitalism. I am talking about corporations. I am talking about the huge gaps in wealth and power around the globe and also in between individuals. And here's why I want to talk about this. Our system is not working, or rather it's working for a few individuals, but not for most. So today we're going to talk about why things need to change and where we have some power. So strap in Medeer, this one might be a little bumpy. Let's go. Welcome to Careergasm! This is a place to help you find your way to feel good work. I'm Sarah Vermont, and I help people navigate their careers. I'm a career coach, a best-selling author, and my work has been featured at places like Forbes, Inc., Fortune, Entrepreneur, and Fast Company. On this show, we talk about career navigation and career change, and specifically, the human side of work, where the professional is personal. We have heartfelt, nuanced conversations about navigating your career, including all of the big questions that come along with being a human at work. Thanks for listening. I'm glad you're here. So let me set the scene for this conversation I want to have today by sharing a rather gross statistic, okay? 1% of people own 50% of wealth in the world. 1% of people own half of all of the wealth. And 50% of the world population own less than 1% of the wealth. Half of the world population owns less than 1% of the wealth. This is deeply fucked up. And the rest of us are somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the 49%. That simply can't last forever. This thing where the wealthy get wealthier and where the poor get poorer. And what you might be noticing as this gap in wealth widens, is that more people in the middle are feeling the squeeze than ever before. And so because of that, more people in the middle are starting to notice the cracks in the system more, and more people in the middle are starting to feel that squeeze and feel a desire for some change. And so let's be real right off the top. This desire for change, for the most part, is not coming from a place of altruism. Let's not kid ourselves there. <laughs> you know, those of us in that 49%, we haven't cared about the people in the bottom 50% until now. We care because we, the middle, are feeling the pinch ourselves. That's that's humans for you, right? Talk about self-interest. But that feeling of things hitting closer and closer to home, that feeling of, for example, going to the grocery store and, you know, trying to buy groceries for your family and asking, Jesus, what are we doing here? I think that growing discomfort for that 49% is what's bringing us closer to a tipping point. Because not only is the system not sustainable, This system where huge corporations hold most of the power and the system where very, very small groups of individuals, 1%, hold most of the world's wealth. It's not sustainable, but it's also not right from a moral perspective. You know, very often when we're talking about progress and making things better, we talk about reform. And I think there are times for reform, but, but this system that we have, and I'm, you know, broad, very broadly speaking about our system of work and capitalism, it needs more than a fresh coat of paint. Because more and more of us can see that there are some pretty serious cracks in the foundation and the way things are going is not sustainable. So anyone who's paying attention can see down the road, we're not sure when, but we are going to reach some sort of tipping point. And here's what's tricky about changing the system. Change is not welcome by people who have power in the current system. The people who have the most power, influence, money, are deeply uninterested in in change, because they have a lot to lose. You probably wouldn't be interested in change if you were in their shoes either. And so that's why change on a scale that we're talking about here is most often ignited by people who are not in power. Like if the current system has already chewed you up and spit you out, you have less to lose than the people at the top, right? Because you can't survive the existing system anyway. So even with our limited power as individuals, we can try to make some change. And let's not forget that we do have some power. But we also got to be real about the fact that systems and institutions and organizations take a very long time to change. And there's often resistance. So we have some power, but there's a lot of resistance and it's slow. That's just what we're dealing with here. So here's the big question How do we navigate the current system of work while trying to make our way to something better? Million dollar question, trillion dollar question in this context. I only have a partial answer here, as usual. I don't think we navigate the current system of work while making our way to something better by clinging to the old system with our fingernails. I also don't think we do it by saying, fuck this noise, setting our desks on fire, and, you know, fleeing civilization to go live in the woods. Though, admittedly, that is an attractive option at some times. I think maybe part of the solution is micro change by each of us making our own changes in very individualized ways, leaning just ever so slightly more out of the old system, each in our own ways until there is some sort of critical mass. Now that sounds very abstract, so let me bring it down in a more practical way. For one person, that might look like striking with your union for better working conditions, for livable wages, or working to create a union of some kind. For another person, that might look like stepping off of the corporate hamster wheel and perhaps working for yourself. For another person, it might simply look like taking a job with a better employer where you don't feel the squeeze as much. The conditions are better. It feels fairer. You don't feel like you're constantly being controlled unnecessarily. And for some people, it might look like just hanging on right now because you're working two or three jobs and you're living paycheck to paycheck and you don't have the time or the energy to, quote, fight the system when you are just trying to survive. For a young person, it might look like deciding not to pursue college or university right now. Maybe you don't want to take on the debt required to do that because you can see the matrix and you don't want any part of it. Now, I just want to be clear I am neither advocating for nor discouraging any of these actions. I just want to illustrate that these micro changes look different to different people. And capacity for change varies from person to person over time. That has certainly felt true in my own life. Sometimes I have had the capacity for it, and sometimes I just have not. That's life, right? So as usual, I don't have a tidy answer for you. And really, I mean, how could I think about the arrogance required for someone to try and come up with a tidy solution for such a huge systemic problem that we're facing? And I actually think it's okay that we don't have a tidy answer for this yet, because I can see that solutions... And revolutions are formed in phases, like history has shown us this. And so in order for us to build something better, we first have to get to the point where we notice and admit that the current way isn't working. Think about the women's rights movement over the years. Think about the civil rights movements over the years think about the many workers rights movements we've seen over the years and the ones we're starting to see come up right now all revolutions happen slowly until there is some sort of critical mass that forces change and this <laughs> this critical mass this turning point it's not like a you know flipping a light switch we're talking about cycles of change iterations of change right Because that's the way the world works. No simple solutions. And actually, I don't think it's a bad thing that we'll eventually reach a breaking point. Because we need it. (laughs) For better or for worse, we humans are usually only motivated to make change when things get pretty bad. Breaking points are important catalysts for us. That's true on a systemic level. It's also true on an individual level. You can probably think of times in your life where you've reached a breaking point and it took you to a place where you were willing to do the uncomfortable thing because things had gotten so bad. The same thing happens with systems. And so I believe we are on a path of slow, inevitable change. That path of slow, inevitable change is uncomfortable to think about, and it will certainly be uncomfortable as we navigate it. I also think it's really good. I think sometimes the things that are the most uncomfortable lead to the best things. So I suppose what I would like for you to take away from this is To remember to zoom out, to remember that the tipping point and all of the micro tipping points can ultimately lead us to somewhere better, to somewhere good. It's kind of like when you're in a plane and you're on a particular flight path and the plane is ascending upward. Very often you will reach a point of turbulence while you're on your way up to that next altitude, right? As you're ascending. Turbulence on the way to ascension is normal. And of course, we want to get up to that higher place where the air is clearer for everyone. And I don't think it's reasonable for us to expect that there won't be some turbulence involved in that. But I do think we will get there over time. Incrementally. And I also think all the turbulence will be worth it. If you think about revolutions, you don't often hear people on the other side of them say, well, that wasn't really worth it, (laughs) right? Things are typically harder before they get better when you're in the midst of it. But I do think that when we get to a point where our system of work will change, we will find a way to move through the necessary discomfort on the way to something better, and that it'll be worth it. But I do think that as we move through the uncomfortable periods of necessary change as we notice the system needs some pretty solid reform. No. But I really do think that we will find a way to move through the necessary, uncomfortable periods of change, because there will be a part of us that knows that we're moving towards something better. That is my strong belief, and I encourage you to hold that in your heart over the next few years as well. Because change is a coming and we can be a part of it in a really positive way. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Hi, still here. Just wanted to say thanks for hanging with me for the hard conversations. Not all of these feel-good work conversations are rainbows and sunshine a lot of them are going to be about making our way to something better so thanks for sticking with me for the tricky topics too if this conversation struck a chord i would love for you to share this episode with someone who's maybe really frustrated by the current system we're in and if you haven't done so already i would love for you to rate the podcast and if you're feeling super generous and want to take a few minutes to write a review i would super appreciate that too Thanks for listening, as always. I'll see you next time.